from the heart of Dubai, where tomorrow is being built today to the world. Welcome to the CTO Show with Mehmet. Here, we redefine technology and reimagine possibilities. With Mehmet, delve into the riveting realms of AI, cybersecurity, and digital technology. Experience the thrilling highs and lows of startups. Immerse yourself in the spirit of entrepreneurship and witness the future of business innovation being written in real time. Now, without further ado, let's tune in and explore the future. Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the CTO Show with Mehmet. Today, I'm very pleased to have with me Christian Gordonov. Christian, thank you very much for showing interest of being on the show. And the way I love to do it is I let my guests introduce themselves. So the floor is yours. <laughs> Thanks, Mehmet. Um, yeah, my name is Christian Jordanov. I am a um, certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, which basically means I, I am a health consultant. I help people with uh, either improving their health and overcoming chronic health problems that are usually complex or people that just want to be on, take, take it to, to the next level or the level above that. So people that want to optimize their health, longevity and, um, uh, you know, mental performance. That's another aspect uh, of things that I have, a, of, of the health space that I have a big interest in. I've written one book on autism and children's health, and I have a couple of podcasts. One is about children's health, and one is just my general Connecting Minds podcast where I interview awesome people, talk about health, and all sorts of topics that interest me. So that's um, a little bit about me. Great. Thank you again, Christian, for being here. And for the people who are now thinking, what's the relation of the CTO show with health? So I am a big believer in both physical and mental health, especially for tech people. By the way, Christian has a background in tech, right, Christian? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I've actually, I've worked for multiple startups in various stages from super early to, you know, pre-funding to with another startup. Um, I, we worked, uh, I, I joined them before the the seed round. And I've also worked with, in another startup several years ago where, the company was already um, doing two million uh, euro in revenue monthly. So I've worked in various stages. I've worked as a information security, data protection, and quality assurance consultant in inside companies as a contractor, as a full-time employee. In, you know, in telecoms, online gaming. So I've got quite a a bit of experience in tech from my ten years uh, in the field. Yeah, but you know, I think Christian, you you. You did something which uh, everyone who works in our space should do, you know, like to go to this route sometime because we discussed it one or two times, but I wanted again to have you with me today because I think it's something underrated when we talk about, you know, health in general. And then, you know, of course, um, like... Uh, mental health, physical health, well-being, all this, all these things. Now, the first thing to, to start is because you have the background in tech and working in startups, what do you think are the major issues, you know, founders and, uh, you know, technologists they face from health perspective 
when they work in these environments? Oh my God, such a good question. You know, I was actually thinking about it this morning because uh, if you didn't bring it up, I was surely going to bring it up. I mean, Matt, it's such an important topic. But the biggest issue is probably working too much, working too hard, <laughs> which it's very difficult to tell a, a founder or, um, you know, an early stage startup uh, entrepreneur, you're working too much, you have to spend, take better care of yourself that they're up, uh, up on the computer at 11 in the evening, coding something or fixing something or doing something. Um, but yeah, definitely overworking too much. And what happens when you, when you're at the computer a lot, working a lot? Well, you're sitting, that's uh, sitting already is causing a lot of problems, um, uh, more on the physical side of things, but the, like, like you already said, it's mental health, physical health. These two are actually one thing. We just delineate them as, you know, mental health, physical health, psychological stuff is it, it's it's convenient for academic purposes to com compartmentalize things. But the, the body and mind are one body, mind and soul, as they say. So if you have <clears throat> if you have already uh, some type of impingement or, or imbalance in your physical body, it will translate into, for example, if I, if I sit at the computer, like I'm writing my next book right now, and I, I can easily sit at the computer for two hours straight, just staring at it, writing or thinking or reading. And then I, I'm like two hours later, oh, wow, my back is really tight and stiff mm -hmm. and sore. So you get up, now you're, you're less mobile, you're, you're more likely to be cranky if you're in pain. So that's one major thing. The other thing is we are staring at blue light all day long, and that is actually quite quite bad for the eyes and in general for the circadian rhythm. So I always use blue blockers at the computer, the the yellow lensed ones. Uh, they really help to reduce most of that that harmful blue light. So you know, for fifty, sixty dollars or euros or whatever, uh, most of us can solve that problem in ten minutes by you know buying a pair. And then in the evening time, if I have to work on the computer, I, I never go with, go without my red blue blocker. So the red lens um, blocks most of the blue light. So you can actually be at a computer in the evening time when it's dark with these blue blockers, uh, with the red lenses, you're actually disturbing your circadian rhythm a lot less than you would normally if you're just staring at this blue light. You know, it's much easier to, to fall asleep. So that's a, another thing. Um, the other thing, I, I'm also seeing a lot of people making this mistake now. There's this big trend of people eating low carb because we're mm -hmm. we're at the we're doing intellectual work. We think it's not energy intensive. We're at the computer all day, so we think. I remember one one friend of mine told me, "I'm so lazy. I'm at the computer all day." I'm like, "What are you doing at the computer?" Well, reading, writing, interviewing people, being on interviews. I'm like, "You're doing hard mental labor all day long." And then he told me, uh, I'm suffering from brain fog recently. I'm like, what are you doing with your life uh, diet-wise or everything else? He's like, well, I'm, I'm low carb. I'm trying to get into ketosis. I'm like, that's your problem right there. And he, could, he couldn't believe that um, using your brain is actually <clears throat> quite an, an energy-intensive process. We're talking the brain is 2% roughly of your whole body's weight. But at rest it consumes 20% of the calories. So 2% of the body, this organ, consumes one-fifth of the energy at rest. So even if you're sitting on the couch, uh, a normal person of regular size and everything, if you're just sitting on the couch or sleeping, 
you are consuming about five, six grams of glucose just for the brain every hour. So that's, that's roughly, let's say, about 135 grams, 140 grams in a 24-hour period. So if you go low carb, let's say 50 to 100 grams a day, you're already not even getting enough glucose from your food to just to meet your brain's demands. So what happens then is the body will start making glucose on its own. It's very good at that. But that comes at, at the cost. It's, it's an expensive process. It's much more expensive to convert something into another thing than to just take that thing in, in its original form, right? Like it's like that with anything in the, in the physical world. So to, to do that, to, to create this glucose, we actually get into a stress state. The body uh, increases stress hormones like cortisol, which everybody I'm sure has heard of. And this cortisol breaks down our muscle tissue, our bones, our skin, and even our organs to create this glucose. So when someone's coming to me and wants to optimize their brain function and their mental performance, one of the first things we look at is how much carbohydrate are you eating every day and are you on one of these low-carb diets? If they tell me, yes, they are, then I will, if they're open to it, of course, I don't force anything on people, but I try to start in, uh, getting them to increase the, the carbohydrates. And um, they generally tell me their libido improves, they have more energy for the gym, they sleep better, they're less strung out, strung up, you know, and um, obviously their their brain their brain function improves because again you're giving the fuel that your most energy hungry energy intensive organ is craving. Yeah, the, a lot of information you provided, Christian, to us. Um, now, for some of the uh, you know challenges you gave the you know the way how how we can fix it. So, for example. Sitting, you know, they, they need to be moving more, like for the screen, you know, you talked about the lances, now diet, you know, you mentioned a couple, we will come back maybe also this, but I'm interested in stress, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason I'm interested in stress, because <laughs> like there is a, a, a myth, or like, it's not a myth, maybe it's a reality actually, that everyone that works in tech and everyone who works in a, uh, in a startup, you know, Stress is part of the formula, right? So yeah. now, but I look at some, you know, people who works in tech and I see them very happy. They are not stressed, you know. So, and same for the founders. You see some founders, they take it in a more relaxed way. So how you advise to fight against stress? So how, of course, maybe we cannot uh, reduce it to zero, but we can reduce it maybe from a scale of 10 to maybe two or three or yeah. four, which is. So what are some of the tactics that you can give to the audience regarding this? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. So you, you, we will never escape stress. We will never. Uh, so many normal activities in life are actually stressful, right? So we, we have to think about how are we adding to our stress now? If, you're, if you have a big project, like a release coming up, let's say in three months' time or, or in a month's time or a week's time, usually the closer to that date, the, the higher the stress levels get, right? But um, if, if you already have this inescapable stress, 
that you know it, it has to be done this release must be done this app must be released or whatever um that is your one of your main stressors so the most important thing at that point is to not pile on additional stressors and by that i mean i already mentioned one it's a huge one it's um not uh, doing crazy stuff like low carb diets or you know how some guys will they they work hard all day and then they'll they'll maybe go to the gym uh, or go re- run 10 kilometers or you know do a really crazy workout and it helps they say it helps to de-stress them but actually what it's doing is it's adding more stress and then things like if you have a uh, an argument with your significant other if you have a small baby these are additional stresses so you have to think about what are the main stressors in your life so for a, for a startup founder or f- from my experience i've been in a in a startup and you know i have a small child and then i have like a, my company accounts are due so i have to get that done and then i have the the stress of the work and, and then uh you you continue you continue listing them off and you start um thinking what can i reduce so if you're going for a run you may want to make that um, just a walk. If you're going for a CrossFit session, you may just want to do an hour of just weights without without really being it being a crushing workout. If you're doing intermittent fasting, let's say eight hours feeding, 16 hours not fasting, you may want to reduce that to to maybe 12 and 12 because in that non non feeding time, you are running most of that time on cortisol again you're running on stress hormones so these are very <clears throat> fundamental things that one must um um take care of before doing more advanced stuff now when it comes to the more advanced stuff uh there are some supplements that can actually help to reduce um uh stress at the physiological level for example what i really like uh, we were on a trip last week with my family and I always know it's going to be a lot of driving, which which can be stressful in a new city. Um, in the in the place we will be, usually there's a lot of very bright LED lights. There's a lot of things that you're not used to, so there's a lot of stress. And uh, uh, one of us, one, my wife or myself, we have to sleep uh, in the same bed as our child because you know we can't leave her on her own in in a new room that she's never been in, right? So there's a lot of stresses there. So uh, before bed. I like to take extra magnesium glycinate and the the form of uh, that form of magnesium has actually shown to be much better absorbed than most others and it actually helps with sleep. Now, I also take glycine separately. It's an amino acid found in meat and animal products generally and protein in general and glycine has been shown in studies that about 3-4 grams of glycine before bed helps to improve sleep. So I take that and I also take it to improve detoxification. It's also good for that, right? So that's one of, one of my favorite supplements in my arsenal. And um, it also helps. It's, it's basically an inhibitory amino acid. So when you're, when you're stressed, you have the more excitatory uh, aspect of the nervous system and in general of, of the, the nutrients, the more excitatory ones are dominant. So when it comes to bedtime, I like to add the inhibitory nutrients. So like I already mentioned, glycine and magnesium. Another really good one you can get um, is GABA, which is uh, also an amino acid. It's called, uh, the full name is gamma aminobutyric acid, GABA for short. And GABA 
is again an inhibitory amino acid and slash neurotransmitter. So I like, for example, now that I'm writing my next book, I wake up at four in the morning uh, or in the middle of the night bursting with ideas. I sometimes even dream of what I want to write about. So my problem is I wake up in the middle of the night <clears throat> and I have so many ideas. I want to get up and capture them or go and write uh, or scribble something. So my problem is I wake up at 4 a.m. and I can't fall asleep because of all this sort of excitement. So when I take a gram of GABA just before bed, I so I did that last night at about about 9.30 in the evening. By 10 o'clock, I, I had to go to sleep. I went to bed at 10 o'clock, like a little baby almost. And I woke up at 7 a.m. this morning, bursting with energy, super happy that I slept long enough. And then I actually found that I was I all of that writing that I would have done from four to to seven. Not only did I do all of that, but I I I feel like I have more in me. So later on today I'll, I'll be able to write more. So uh, that's another thing that I probably should have said earlier is uh, a lot of entrepreneurs and professionals in general and technologists they completely disregard sleep, and from there a lot of problems start. So th these couple of supplements I mentioned, you know, you would think. They're so they, how how can they make such a big impact? But if you try a bit of glycine with some magnesium in the evening with with dinner, and then a, a one or two GABA of five hundred to one, five hundred milligrams to one gram, man, like it's it's like sometimes it's night. If someone's not been sleeping well, how it can improve their sleep? Just those couple of things. They wake up the next day like God. I wish I could sleep like that every day. Wow, you know these are. Uh, very useful, you know, uh, I would say uh, formulas that you are giving uh, to us today, Christian. So, um, so, so you, you mentioned sleep. So other, any other thing that we can do, like if, like someone would say, okay, I don't want to use supplements. Like, mm -hmm. is there any other way to, to fix sleep? Because I know that sleep is very important uh, for both the brain and the body. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, well, I already mentioned a couple of things that can really help with sleep. So actually, I, I had one client. She came to me because her daughter couldn't fall asleep and her daughter was very young. And I'm like, that's not normal for a child of that age to not be able to sleep. So I examined the diet, the first thing. And the first thing I told her, let's try this. Let her have one tablespoon of honey before bed. And she was out like a light sleeping, no problem sleeping through the night. So this is something I want to go back to because it's so important and, again, very often overlooked. If you're doing intermittent fasting or you don't eat carbohydrates with dinner because you don't want to gain weight, you could be doing yourself a disservice because when you have your last meal, let's say at 8 o'clock in the evening, for the next three, three, four hours, you're processing those nutrients. Your liver will... Um, fill up its glucose stores called glycogen. And then uh, when you go to sleep, let's say 11, hopefully not, not much later than that, um, for the next couple of hours, the liver will keep your blood sugar stable by, by drip feeding glucose into the bloodstream. But it will start running low, not running low, but it will start getting depleted. When the glucose in the liver, the glycogen, starts to go down that level, the body kicks into a process to create glucose called gluconeogenesis. And that's actually a stressful process. You need cortisol for that. That can actually mess up your sleep. So if 
if someone is having trouble falling asleep or is waking up early in the morning or in the middle of the night and they can't fall back asleep, things like that, usually it means it's it's either very high cortisol uh, or it could be parasites in some cases less often or, or bacterial sort of uh, dysbiosis. But um, with those people, one or two tablespoons of honey half an hour to an hour before bed can work wonders. So uh, the most important thing is to make sure you're eating your car- carbohydrates in the evening to not fear carbohydrates. Now, I already touched on another thing is the blue blocker. So I, I cannot go anywhere. Like most of us, the first thing, one of the first things you do when you pack for a trip is, you know, your toothbrush, your phone, these kind of things, right? So one of the first things on my list is to make sure I got my my red blue blockers because I always wear them one to two hours before sleep. <clears throat> the reason for that is, again, to not disrupt my melatonin production in the evening as much and to help me fall asleep. And I've done experiments when I was tracking my sleep with, with a ring called the Aura Ring. When I was mm-hmm. wearing the blue blockers in the evening, my deep sleep was much better and I would sleep less and I would wake up, uh, I'd sleep more and I would wake up less in the middle of the night. And then if, if you like traveling, like you've been on a plane or somewhere in the city, being exposed to blue lights, generally you will not sleep as well. So that, that's a, a part of sleep hygiene that's very important. And then the other, the other things that, that I do, I like to do, and I tell my clients or recommend to my clients to do is the sleep environment before bed. I like to turn off all the normal lights around maybe 8.30 in the evening. And we have red light bulbs as well. So I turned the red LED light bulbs, which you can get for a few dollars off Amazon, right? They're super cheap and very easy to find. So we turned those on a couple of hours before bedtime to get the the ambient light level dark, right? I, I try to not use the phone. If I'm on the phone or the computer, I always have the blue blockers. But that's another way to reduce because you have photoreceptors in your skin, right? So that's another way to reduce mm-hmm. the signal to your body that it's it's in daylight because what effectively the problem we're trying to solve is that we are living in artificial conditions with with a lot of light so in the evening time the body is getting the signal that it's still daytime or the days are longer like in the summer so we want to be as close to to the the current rhythm of nature so now it's getting to the winter time here in the northern hemisphere so it's you know, eight o'clock, we are starting to turn down the lights to mimic those conditions, right? So that's another thing I recommend to people. And then, of course, the other thing is just make sure that your room is nice and dark and nice and cool. You have uh, comfortable, everything is comfortable. And, you know, you're, I, I, I always tell my clients, if you can raise your bed, the head of your bed by five centimeters or so, that actually helps with uh, lymphatic drainage. So you, when you're sleeping, gravity helps to drain sort of this lymphatic and helps to um, enhance the glymphatic system's drainage, which is the lymphatic system of the brain, but that's a little bit more advanced. But just raising the head of the bed actually helps to allow gravity to to move all of this uh, stuff that needs to get get out uh, more easily. Great advice. Again, here, Kirsten. Now, the question that came to my mind... um, I've been, you've been there, I've been there at some stage of my career, and there are still a lot of people who do it. So uh, technology, uh, you know, professionals usually, 
by nature of their work, sometimes they have to stay away longer times. And same for startup founders, by the way. But I mean, the, the, the thing, because I work as a, you know, a system engineer for, for a couple of years. So sometimes we needed to do, for example, some maintenance. Uh, to, for the system, you know, you yeah. need to do, do downtimes and, you know, you need to spend like maybe uh, 18, 19 hours without sleep. So how they can recover and how they should recover, actually. I, I was actually thinking you might ask me, how do they, how do you keep yourself asleep <laughs> from, from falling asleep more? <laughs> which, which actually I have some tricks for that, but um, probably. Yeah, please. Yeah, feel uh, free also to mention that. Actually, in the evening time, if you want to stay awake, instead of drinking coffee, taking creatine, the supplement, can actually help. Or branched chain amino acids, they actually keep you keep you um, awake. So um, uh, if you can lower serotonin, with, with, like, like if you take L-tyrosine, which is an amino acid again, that stimulates dopamine production. Dopamine is like the motivation neurotransmitter, as they say. So... Those amino acids and creatine, which is kind of an amino acid as well, they can actually help to keep you more awake and alert for longer without disrupting you as much as caffeine or stimulants would do, right? Mm. So so um, that that's if you have to do the damage, which, because at the end of the day, it is, it is a stress, it is a damage. And I actually like the direction you took it. How do we mitigate the damage? Well, the the thing about sleep is, you can't really you it's a debt you can't really repay so easily it's like it's like when you sit at the computer they say for every 30 minutes at the computer you need to do about 4 minutes of mobility exercises like on a foam roller some stretching so for every 30 minutes 4 minutes of mobility should offset that mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that i can sit 40 hours a week at a computer and then do however many hours uh, however many minutes and that it won't offset all of that damage right so it's similar yeah. with sleep if, if you have uh, one sleepless night generally uh, or you know one night you're awake all, all, all night generally the next few nights you want to sleep longer and the way to do that is again so focusing on make sure you're well fed before sleep because you know I, I forgot the saying but you have hungry a hungry belly doesn't sleep, something like that in Bulgarian. I forget what it is, but it's very true. So if you're well fed and your sleep environment is good uh, and your stress levels are low, that is one thing. So and the way you, you actually, literally the way you can lower cortisol, the way you can lower stress levels is by eating carbohydrates, funnily enough. <clears throat> so that's why uh, you, you, you hear a lot of people that they stress eat. So they get stressed. And they start eating like ice cream or or chocolate. It's it's not it it it, it actually makes sense. It's an ext- instinctive thing people do to lower their stress. So if you had a tough night, make sure you know you're obviously all the all the basics like you're you're hydrated, you're well fed with plenty of carbohydrates, and um, in those instances, I would definitely take extra magnesium, like I said earlier, and take the glycine uh, with you know with the last meal of the day. And the GABA, again, uh, that's that, that's if you don't mind taking supplements, of course. Taking the GABA can really help. Uh, if you 
if you are against taking supplements, then you know carbohydrates, sleep environment, low low blue light. Um, I think those would be probably the 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 basics you would want to cover. Great advice again, and thank you for bringing that also, Christian. Now, um, so sometimes we say we need to do a detox, right? Mm -hmm. So how often we should do this and like how we, how we actually do a detox? Well, you should be doing a de detoxing constantly, right? Because we are constantly detoxing the body, the, the liver and the, the body in general. It's constantly detoxing. And uh, uh, it's not, it's like, <clears throat> it's like a lot of things. It, you, you cannot wait, or, or you, at least you shouldn't wait for a debt to accrue before you start repaying it's like with sleep or with with weight gain stuff like that you want to live a, a life where you don't build up you don't allow like a sleep debt or a stress debt to build up you're constantly ameliorating the damage caused by these things you know by by the because when i say the damage i'm i'm talking about every day <clears throat> if mm -hmm. you live in the modern world every day through the course of your day you're getting exposed to dozens and dozens of of uh, different toxins in small amounts, usually in very small amounts. But the the problem is that these things accumulate over a lifetime and over a few years, a few de or a couple of decades. These things really accumulate. And what what happens is, let's say in a normal day, I get um, exposed to uh, air pollution from driving my car, touching plastics, touching receipts in the store. Um, you know, eating food that's not organically grown with the pesticides and the herbicides. So that goes into the body and the body knows that it has to detoxify these things. And it will do that and it uses the energy that you ingest. It, the fuel that you ingest is turned into energy and the minerals, vitamins, the amino acids, <coughs> excuse me, they're used to detoxify these things. But they're used up along the way. So the best way to support your detoxification system is to ensure you're eating a very nutrient-dense diet. You want to eat plenty of protein. You want to eat plenty of carbohydrates because the body, when there's more, uh, when insulin is increased because of carbohydrates, the body is being given the signal that the, it's in a state of abundance. It's not starving. And if it's not starving, the body says, oh, I have energy. I have nutrients. I'm safe. I am going to 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 do things that I wouldn't do if I was in an emergency state. Like if you're, let's say, if you're very stressed and not eating much, not you know, not eating carbohydrates or, or dieting or something, the body will shut down the higher level things. It will it will do the the very basics, like you know, keeping you alive, just uh, barely, you know, just just the the bare physiological things required for survival. It will shut down. Eventually, it will shut down fertility. It will shut down higher thought, higher cognition. You know, spiritual, spiritual sort of uh, connection. All of these nice to haves. So you want to uh, give the body plenty of nutrients, whether that's through, through multivitamins or really trying hard to eat a very healthy, organic diet. Um, plenty of energy, and giving it certain nutrients can actually um, kickstart the process or or help to move it along. So the one I actually mentioned earlier, glycine, is my favorite one for detoxification because it is actually part of one of the main 
detoxification enzymes in the liver called glutathione. Um, so giving glycine raises the levels or taking glycine raises the levels of this master antioxidant, as it's called. So um, that, that's what I would say is, you know, like we're constantly detoxing. So we should never, we should never just say, oh, you know, I'll do, a, I'll do my detox in the springtime and then I can just, you know, do whatever the rest of the year. We should actually, if we're health conscious and we want to have longevity in our careers and be able to keep putting in the hours, uh, you know, decades down the line, we have to take care of ourselves well. And because the modern world has so many modern challenges, like all the pollution and all the plastics and the chemicals in the food supply, we have to use modern solutions to those problems. We can't expect to live like our grandparents, just eat normal diet and expect things to 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 work out well for us. In most cases, they actually won't. That's why all the diseases are skyrocketing in the last couple of decades, right? As we can see from the stats. So the modern solutions are, you know, use the internet and find either very high quality food that gets delivered to you. Don't just rely on the grocery store because a lot of the stuff in the grocery store is the cheapest they can produce with a lot of chemicals. So find the good food online if you can or find some really good supplements to support your diet if you if you feel like there's gaps in the diet. Great advices again, Christian. Now, one of the things as, again, uh, entrepreneurs, founders, uh, people in tech, we do is we need to rely on our brains, right? Whether it's solving problems, whether it's, you know, because we want to create uh, you know, the next big thing, maybe. Um, so, of course, like the brain, even for any normal person, is working 24 by 7. I know yes. this. But, you know, when, when we see, you know, people in tech, they have this never-ending challenge of, you know, either they are solving a solution or they are coming up with something the yeah. same thing for the entrepreneurs and for entrepreneurs like it's <laughs> more things to worry also about now the question is how we can you know get or let's say in other way boost our brain power and be able to you know perform i would say up to the level that we uh, you know stay keep doing what we are doing at the same time be able to handle the problem-solving uh, challenges that we might have, and at the same time, be creative. So how we can enhance the mental performance? Yeah, that's one of my favorite questions. So the, you know, I, I apologize for sounding like a broken record here, but the first thing, the most fundamental thing is we need to give the fuel to the body that is pr the preferred fuel source for the brain. And when you look at it, when you actually look at the physiology, the brain prefers <clears throat> to use glucose as energy. It doesn't prefer to use fat. So it can use ketones if you're in a state of ketosis, but that is a, a state that mimics starvation. So if the body is in that state, it will start to shut down higher order functions like cognition like higher order cognition and creativity and stuff like that 
So I, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't care what anybody says that is a proponent of the low-carb keto diet. It is not optimal for for optimal uh, performance, whether that's physical or mental, because the, the two are very closely correlated. So eating, I know it's a very basic thing, but eating, getting enough glucose so the, into the diet, whether that's through honey, maple syrup, fresh fruit, um, uh, organic white rice, these are probably my favorite sources of clean carbohydrates. That's the first step. Now, the other thing, because you that's the fuel for the brain, mm -hmm. the other thing that you need is the ability to turn that fuel into energy. It's not like we eat the thing, we eat the thing and it suddenly becomes energy in the body. There's a conversion process. And <clears throat> that conversion process is strongly dependent on a lot of B vitamins. So I, I really emphasize getting high quality sources of B vitamins. That's usually animal products. Egg yolks are a good mm -hmm. source. Liver. I like to eat liver every two days, roughly. Um, meat is a good source of some B vitamins as well. So those B vitamins will help, help you turn the, the glucose into energy, right? Next is another one I, I, I mentioned earlier. It's a very basic supplement, <clears throat> but it's actually, uh, I'm going to include it in my next book. It's been shown in quite a few studies to help with cognitive function, and that, that is creatine. Now, most people think creatine is, um, is, is something sports people use, like guys that want to build muscle and stuff like that. But creatine, it actually gives all of your cells an ability to have more energy, mm -hmm. including the brain. <clears throat> so taking creatine five grams every day with food forever is what I recommend that most people should do right? Because you are literally giving every cell in the body an ability to make more energy. It's like, a, it's like you're giving it a little bit of extra stored up energy that it can use, right? So that's a very simple way to boost your, not just your brain function, your cognition, but your overall energy levels. That could be your gut function, your ability to, um, uh, to play your hobby, to do your hobbies, your sport, whatever you want to do. That's a very simple one that I, I also consider foundational. You shouldn't really think about more advanced supplements before you have the basics like B vitamins, carbohydrates, and, and uh, creatine, right? But if you want to take it to the next level, my two favorite brain-boosting supplements are called alpha-GPC and CDP-choline. And both of these are based on, on choline, which is a... It's actually a B vitamin. Choline is a B vitamin, but most people don't get enough of it. So the best sources of choline are liver, which most people don't eat nowadays, and egg yolks, which you can, which I guess people don't eat enough in order to get enough choline, right? We're talking you have to eat maybe four or five egg yolks every day to get a good amount of choline in the diet. And this choline is used to make, um, basically, to make certain neurotransmitters that are involved in, in cognition and to repair brain cells, right? So these supplements, CDP, choline, and uh, alpha-GPC, they're a form of choline that is very readily absorbable in, for, by the body, and it goes into the nervous system, into the brain, and the brain uses it however it pleases or uses them however it pleases 
usually that is to repair something like in the neurons, in the brain cells. So they've done quite a bit of research um, for people that have, be, uh, <clears throat> have had traumatic brain injuries, stroke. Um, uh, I think there were studies in Alzheimer's disease. So a lot of it's, these two supplements are showing a lot of promise in quite serious uh, conditions that are related to some type of pathology with the brain, right? Alzheimer's, obviously a very serious condition, stroke. So people are improving with these supplements from such um, um, serious conditions. So, you know, it's, it's a testament to how powerful these nutrients are. They are nutrients because they, they do, they are found in food, but to a very small, small degree, right? Uh, yeah. unless you're eating brain on a regular basis, which I don't think anybody is, right? So these two nutrients, I, and I'll tell you, when I take Alpha GPC, I actually have a whole half kilogram of it. I bought it in bulk. That's how much I love this stuff. So when I take it in the morning, about three three to 500 milligrams, in the afternoon, I am at the computer and I, I'm still craving to work, to to read more, to look at, look for more studies, to write um, or to record something. So it's one of these things where it's it's um, it's a nootropic. These are nootropic supplements. And a new, what the, by definition, what a nootropic is, it's something like a vitamin, mineral, herb, whatever, amino acid, when you, that when you take it, it improves your, your mental function, cognition, mm -hmm. without a negative trade-off. So if you can take a lot of stimulants, um, like um, Adderall or amphetamine or caffeine um, or even cocaine. There's a lot of different stimulants you can take that can enhance your cognition for a set amount of time. But when they, <coughs> excuse me, when they wear off, there's usually some 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 price you have to pay. But with the nootropic, is you there's no side effects. There's no negative effects. They don't affect your sleep usually, unless you probably take too much in the evening or something like that, then you'll be stimulated. But in a good way, again, it's not like you'll be stimulated shaking in bed or something like that. So I love these supplements and um, definitely that's another that, that's another two two supplements that I'll be talking about in my next book. That's how much I love them. Great. Now, um, if if you we want to give, you know, final advice this uh, Christian um, for, again, like uh, people in tech, whether they are executives or whether they are like, uh, you know, professionals uh, and startup founders. Final, final thoughts, especially because I know also you like to talk about longevity, right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so w what word of uh, wisdom uh, you would leave us with, Christian, today? Thank you, Mehmet. This, this, was, uh, this was fun. Uh, what I would say is very, it, this is very important. Probably the most important thing is we have to, because I I know um, a, a lot of a lot of folks that are working hard in startups they don't have that much time or motivation to take good care of themselves like to cook cook their own meals every time and so we we tend to rely on on convenience foods right for the most for, for for many people at least um, which is actually not not really good uh, everybody knows it's not optimal but I'll tell you why it's not good and what the biggest problem is a lot of the prepared foods like in restaurants in take takeaways and processed foods 
a lot of them contain these vegetable or seed oils, as they're known. So uh, canola, rapeseed oil, sunflower oil, corn oil, soybean oil, these ones. The problem with these is they have permeated the food supply to a great extent since, you know, in the last 60 years or so. And they're highly unstable and fragile fats, these, these seed oils. And when you eat them, they get incorporated into your brain cells, into your cell membranes, in the, or they get stored. And they're highly, like I said, reactive or unstable or fragile. So they get damaged very easily. And that process where they get damaged causes a lot of damage to, to everything else around them. So it's a very <clears throat> pro-inflammatory type of fat. So we have to remove these from our diets as much as humanly possible. Like this is the one area where I'm actually very strict. Now, <clears throat> I don't even eat nuts and seeds because they contain these polyunsaturated fats, right? So I pretty much try to not eat nuts or seeds because they're not as bad as the seed oils, like sunflower oil, but 100 grams of pistachios or sunflower seeds, it could still have 30, 40, 50 grams of these, again, very pro-inflammatory fatty acids. So you, you definitely want to minimize taking those into the diet. And one way to do that is to, to just not trust the restaurant food, not trust the takeaway food because you know they're using it. It's the cheapest thing. It's an easy way to add calories and texture and whatever else to food and fla flavor, I guess, if you find that flavor nice. So um, if you're eating takeout or, or restaurant food, try to uh, figure out what are the foods that will have the least amount of these fats. So if I if I go to the, uh, I never ordered uh, fried potatoes because you know they're getting fried in that. I, I'll order something on the grill, something that is cooked on a pan. And I will always say, cook it in butter if you have it or in olive oil. Try to negotiate with the, per the person serving you to tell the, the chef or the, the whoever was preparing the food to use something less, you know, inflammatory. That's a big one. And then to protect yourself from the ones that you've already ingested because these things stay in your body for years after you ingest them. Uh, you want to get a full spectrum, high quality vitamin E. Uh, this is something I recommend to everybody. And this is this is the nutrient that helps to protect these fats from getting damaged and causing further damage in the body. So taking uh, a high quality, and I mean high quality, like you have to really spend a few, a few bucks to get a high quality vitamin E. Um, because unfortunately, the best source of vitamin E is these seed oils. So it's kind mm -hmm. of ironic that they're the best source. Of, so when you remove them from your diet, which hopefully everybody listening to this will, will understand the importance of that, when you remove the seed oils from the diet, you're actually removing the, most of the vitamin, vitamin E that you're taking in. But they remain in your body, like I said, for like something like up to four years. So that can actually cause a lot of damage uh, uh, down the line. So adding the vitamin E back into the diet through a supplement I think it's very much essential in today's world. Like I said already, we're facing modern challenges. So we have to have a modern approach to, to, um, to addressing these challenges. Again, thank you for all this information, Christian. Where can people find more about you? My website is christianjordanoff.com. It has all my links there to my book, to my 
health consulting services and uh, courses and everything else. Yeah, great. Christian, any, anything like you wished I had asked you? <laughs> no, I, I think you really touched on... Uh, the, the most important things are we have to figure out how to reduce stresses and not pile on new stresses. But to do that, we have to recognize that a lot of quote-unquote healthy things in today's world um, are actually stresses. And the reason they're stresses is because we're already under a lot of stress. So <clears throat> taking up a, a, a serious exercise routine or dieting, things like that, these things become stresses because we're already under stress. So recognize the stresses, reduce them, get the seed oils out of your diet um, and, you know, look after your sleep, your sleep environment, protect your eyes when you're at the computer, protect your circadian rhythm and your melatonin production with blue blockers. I think you asked all the important questions and I think anybody listening, even if they implemented half of the things that we talked about today, uh, their future self, <coughs> excuse me, would, would thank them because they will be younger, stronger, and uh, better looking probably and, and feeling much better in 10, 20 years time. Yeah, great. And uh, thank you for sharing all your knowledge with us today, Christian. Like, And again, maybe uh, people will never understand by the end of the episode, hopefully you listened <laughs> or watched till the end. The reason I wanted to discuss this topic on the show because it's underrated in my opinion. Yeah, everyone talks, we see some posts on social media here and there. We see people talking about, you know, all this, but we never, at least myself, I can say, I never saw someone, you know, really discussing it on a show uh, specifically for uh, tech uh, and, you know, startup founders and entrepreneurs. So thank you again, Christian, for sharing all this knowledge with us today. And guys, as usual, this is, you know, how we, we end for every episode. Please keep the feedback coming. I would love to hear, you know, what do you think? If there is something you didn't like, also share it with me. Like, I would love to listen to constructive feedback. If something I need to fix, something I need to, you know, modify or change, just let me know. And uh, also, if you're interested to be on the show, don't be shy. Reach out to me and I will try to arrange for that to us. And as usual, thank you for tuning in. We'll meet again in the next episode. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hit that subscribe button, share the show with your tech-savvy friends and fellow entrepreneurs, and leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. Your support means the world to us.